Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 256. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have back with us the internationally acclaimed and talented comic creator, Sam Vera. Hey, what's Sam, up? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. Great. So be, be, before we went live, we are talking about that you are now, as of this recording, you are now at... Uh, at the, the Puerto Rico Comic Con, is that correct? Yes, it's, it's my first time here. Um, right. I'm, I'm actually in my hotel room right now. I, uh, it's, uh, I just finished setting up my booth. That was an ordeal in itself. but um, So I finished setting up my booth, um, and so I'm back at the hotel doing some art commissions, getting them ready for tomorrow. Um, uh, the venue's humongous. Um, they have some really big, giant booths. I mean, it looks like... The Puerto Rico Comic Con version of a New York Comic Con. I would love to see the scale of the crowd tomorrow. Let me just go to this. I looked up the Puerto Rico Comic Con. It looks like a really humongous event. I, you know, I've never been to it. I've never had. I've been to an event in Puerto Rico ever. Um, mm. And uh, so I said, like, you know what? Let's roll the dice and let's see what happens. And uh, yeah, let's have some fun. You're going to be promoting your also your. Um, There's an alien in my toilet volume one as well while you're there. Correct. Well, I'll be promoting the Kickstarter from the show, yes. Um, right. So, okay. um, yeah, I, I have the first four books with me, um, but the uh, I'm promoting the graphic novel at the venue, too. So hopefully that goes well. Um, hopefully I get some excitement around my booth. I mean, I have a I have a nice booth. Um, you know, it's not like artists. The artist alley here, uh, their booths, um, which is fantastic. So I have a 10 by 10 mm. space. I have plenty of room. I have really cool neighbors next to me. The competition is thick. Um, you know, I was looking at all the people that are around. There's a lot of talent. So hopefully their fans come over and see this 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 crazy dude from, the you know, from Texas that uh, just popped in unannounced, um, you know, working on my Spanglish, um, you know, because right. everybody's speaking in Spanish. And man, am I struggling, but I'm, you know, I'm having fun. <laughs> um, is Duty, do you actually have like a, a Spanish a Spanish translated version of your comic book available? No, not not yet. So the okay. only book the only book I ever converted to Spanish was my book Forbidden, um, and uh, and that was um, years ago. Um, and uh, but right now, what I'm trying to do is build a demand for duty. Uh, okay. And, and and social media, it, it it's very limited on really connecting with people because it's a saturated you know platform. So. Right. I need to get out into. That's why I wanted to do Puerto Rico. I want to get go to as many venues as possible and meet people face to face and let them see the character, let them talk to me, hopefully pick up the product. You know, I have tons of prints, I have keychains, I have buttons, I have stickers, all centered around duty. Um, and uh, it's a duty extravaganza. So I'm hoping that over here that they fall in love with the character as much as I do. I have been a fan of duty since uh, since day one. Once you're on over like a hundred episodes ago when we were talking about duty. And for those that might be unfamiliar with duty, you want to give people a little bit of background on, on the comic book? Yes. Um, his name is Dudarius Uranus. And um, he's, his name is duty. He's from the planet Uranus. Um, he's the son of the emperor. Um, and basically because his father is the emperor of Uranus, um, duty is sheltered and he's led to believe that he's the smartest, most advanced um, thing. You know, he's daddy's, you know, boy. And so, <laughs> 
you know, he has his larger than life persona. And so he oversteps, right? So he eats with his eyes. And so he wants to go on these daring adventures to prove to his father, you know, to live up to his father's expectations. So he ends up really, um, there's a general goatee um, that is basically responsible for duty's protection. And so, okay. but but he's a little annoyed by duty because duty, duty can be a little overbearing. So he sends duty on a fool's errand. He says, oh, no harm is going to come from this. And duty goes half-witted straight to earth and he doesn't even, he forgets to refuel. So he crash lands on earth. And now he finds himself having to survive earth's simple creatures, eventually getting into a house where there's a family there, there's a father and son, and there's a chihuahua named Herman who thinks Duty's a talking jalapeno. And, <laughs> and so he's going after Duty. But um, And now with issue five, which is in the graphic novel, we introduce um, Patrick, which is Bobby's best friend. Um, that Bobby's a gamer, and Bobby believes he's seen something, and, and his dad doesn't believe him. So, you know, he calls his buddy Patrick. So they're on the hunt. Um you have Agent Doe, works for a government agency that's out um, hot on duty's trail. Uh, uh-huh. You have the dad, you know, who uh, uh, is really getting annoyed by Herman and his son. You know, Herman constantly barking, you know, and the son, you know, saying that there's something in the house. Um, so the father's the butt of jokes from his buddies at work. And there's also now the emperor's questioning, where's my son? So now General Goatee has to go back and retrieve duty and bring him back home to Uranus. So all worlds are colliding um, and you huh. get a taste of that in issue five. So what was some, what was some of your inspiration? Because you've been working on this. This is basically a retelling because you already wrote this out already for like 20 years ago or so, right? Yeah, so in 2005 I created duty and um, I decided to self-publish. And to a lot of success. So, you know, I got picked up by a management company, the same company that represent Robert Kirkman, um, the Wachowski brothers, the Matrix, you know, the Walking Dead, all that stuff. And and they were pitching. And, and we had um, some open door meetings with Disney and Warner Brothers. Um, but during that time, um, management changed. So that was the time when there was Kids WB. And right. so... And we thought we were close. And then they changed leadership and they eliminated, they canceled Kids WB. And um, uh, and the same thing with Disney, they changed leadership and they brought. So whenever they do that, anything that was on the table gets trashed, and they go a different direction with the you know with the, a new guidance. So that that was a little frustrating. But back then, I released. I only did the first five issues, but the three, four, and five are very different from the ones that are I produce now because I redrew everything, I recolored everything okay. and, and I and I and I adjusted things and there's some new characters like Patrick's a new character in the story. And mm-hmm. uh, um and that back then, you know, it was distributed in, you know, Borders, Barnes and Nobles, the bookstores, um, the Walmarts and I was, you know, got a lot of press. It was on you know, we were on local and national television. And um uh, but when all the deals dropped and everything fell to the wayside um, the pressure of doing comics and the amount of money I was spending, um, which was my own hard-earned money because I had a full-time job, um, right. was taking a toll on my family. So I, I had to give it up, and I walked away from comics for ten years. So when wow. I decided to come back, um, I always duty was always calling to me. I, you know, I came back and I started catch the crazies, and then forbidden. But I was like, you know what? I need to finish duty. I need to finish the story. So from now until as long as I can do it, um, duty is my, my primary focus. Right. Okay. 
one of the things that you're talked about on here is that if somebody's interested in just getting issue number five, they can, correct? It's an add-on, yes. Okay. So issue, there's two ways to get issue number five. Uh, you can get a digital version right now because I'm mm -hmm. really focusing on the graphic novel. Right. Um, and, or you can add it on. Um, um, or if we unlock the um, um, the top tier, the, the stretch goal, then it unlocks it and everyone can add that on. But um, um, I am, if we do get funded by Saturday, um, five people will be put into a raffle and get the issue five. Um, okay. uh, so I'm going to pull five names from the backers, physical backers. So if we get funded by Saturday, five physical backers will, all, will and I'll announce it on Cast the Craze podcast. I'll do the spin the wheel on and throw the names in there and uh, see who comes up and five people will get nice. it. Right. Really and I see that you got the podcast that. sponsor deal there too. I, I'm always a fan of the podcast sponsor deal. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, um, I think, uh, Paul Gomez just scooped up one of them. Um, um, uh, I think yesterday, but, um, <clears throat> the podcast is growing nicely. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, the views have been growing. We get a lot of audio, um, listeners, um, mm. that don't, that, that don't translate onto YouTube, but a lot of them have been, you know, because I've been talking about, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Pandora or iHeartRadio, come over to the YouTube channel, subscribe. So that's been happening. So a lot of our listeners who who did just didn't, they prefer to listen because whether they're driving to work or whatever, they never really right. went to the YouTube channel ever. And so we're getting a lot of those transferring over and just supporting and just subscribing. They might not get engaged during the live streams, but they did. They went over because they liked the show um, and they subscribed. What's different about um, this Kickstarter? Because uh, as compared to some of your previous Kickstarters, this is the most important one uh, because this is the one that is going to go into stores. So this is the one that um, uh, I want to be able to at the end of the year have it in time for Christmas. I'm, that's my. That, I'm shooting for in time for Christmas, if not the New Year. But um, mm. you know, to have it in stores, um, this campaign. Um, I'm really looking at backer count, um, because there's a lot of interest in duty, but you know, everyone looks at the demand, right? So they go straight to Kickstarter to see how it's trending to see if there's a big enough demand. So one of the things I did, I, I feel very, um, honored that, um, the, the publishers at a kid in a comic reached out to me because they saw duty, they picked up duty from the Kickstarter and they wanted it in their newspaper. Okay. And so I am one of the. Um, one of the, I guess, less lesser known amongst a bunch of veterans in this newspaper. There's about over 30 um, creatives in this newspaper, and it's all about comic strips and activities and games. And it's a subscription-based newspaper, and it's also going to be available in stores. So you, you can um, subscribe through their website, and the newspaper gets delivered to your home seven times a year. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's filled with... Um, um, you know, 30 different comic strips and uh, Duty's one of them. So Duty has a comic strip in it. And um, um, and I'm excited about that. And uh, the money goes, to, the funds raised go to two different charities, which is awesome. Um, and so I was ex excited to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, they already have the first two uh, strips for the first two papers. And uh, I'm working on the other strips. Uh, and so that's another way of just getting more exposure for Duty. And uh, um, I'm looking at working with local comic book stores to do some in-store signings uh, very soon. So there's some things that I'm working on to really grassroots stuff. I'm really doing, 
you know, hitting the pavement, going out there and just trying to connect with people. No, because that's something similar to that's something similar to what you were doing before with uh, you, you had a, a charitable piece for your previous Kickstarters as well, right? Yes, yes. So yeah, well, um, the last few Kickstarters I I donated. Um, we you know you the the backers had an option to buy a book for themselves or buy five books to go to um, uh, uh, comic book for kids. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. And um, I will be. I didn't do it for the graphic novel because it's a big ticket item, and I didn't want right. people to feel pressure. But it, I will bring be bringing it back for issue six on the next campaign. Because I remember, because I remember that. So this was seems like that similar in in scope with kids and comics, basically as well. Well, the difference between uh, comic book for kids is that the the um, we you know publishers from all over the world send them books, and it goes directly to kids um, struggling with cancer in hospitals. Mm. A kid in a comic, they're raising for I think there's like a comic book legal defense fund. And okay. uh, you know, for the 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 the, you know, the 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 comic creators that are they find themselves in a precarious position and don't have the finances to deal with it, so they doing it's two different charities. Uh, but if you go to a kid in the comic website, it'll, it'll tell you all about it. And and as you said, they reached out to you, correct? Yes, I thought I was being punked. I thought I was just spam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I get unsolicited. Um, stuff all the time. We can make you a superstar. We can do that, right? And so I, I basically, you know, poor guys, you know, they could have just walked away from me because I was like, I said, um, I, I said, I hear this all the time. I said, do me a favor, send me as much detail as possible to this email. I will read it and I'll get back to you. And then I read it and then I said, all right, I need, here's what I read and this is what I, these are the questions I have. So we went back and forth. And then eventually, then 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 they sent me the contract. We agreed, and then we went from there. But and it took a couple months because I just wasn't very trusted. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. So for those that might be like listening to this, because you you're 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 really active within the indie comic scene. Um, yeah. You know, you and George with your with your website, and also being with your with your podcast and YouTube channel. Um, is this something that? your other indie comic creators could reach out to at a kid in a comic or is this kind of like an invite only kind of thing i think it was invite that's how they reached out to me <clears throat> there's only a couple of other guys that i know there but I, yeah like um jay and DeSantis, he was it was an invite to him um because the artist was i guess they they reached out to the artist and the artist needed a write or, or the writer and the writer mm. reached out to jay and DeSantis. And uh, so uh, then he reached out to me asking me questions, but because I, I had a, um, I was under a uh, um, NDA. I, yes, I couldn't speak about it. So I didn't, I, I said, look, I, I have a clause. I can't talk about it, but um, you should talk to the person who recruited you. <laughs> so he probably thought I was being standoffish or evasive, but I just didn't know. And I didn't want to be able to talk about things that uh, I felt because everything was secret until they were able to announce it. From what I understand, he was reached. They sought out. They sought him out, and they sought me out. Okay, you're really excited about this, about putting this together as your first graphic novel, but also you're excited the fact that you'll be able to continue their story as an issue number five. What are some of your your um, avid uh, duty fans are can expect with issue number five? Issue number five is is the is the it is that shifting moment in the entire series. This is where mm. the heat comes on, right? Because there's two arcs to this. This is there's just two volumes to the series. They're both five issues each. So this is the first volume. 
And because okay. um, there's an end of my toilet ends with issue 10 and the punchline is in issue 10 and you'll understand why the title. Uh, but then it goes into duty, right? Where it's just, it's just duty and then he goes on many adventures. But what's interesting about this one is that you get to see why duty, uh, the influence is behind who he, he is, right? You get a little backstory on him. You get, you find out how he really ended up on earth, right? And it was, it was a joke, you know, it was a joke that they forgot about. And um, <laughs> until the emperor starts looking for his son, right? So, so there's that. Now there's a sense of urgency. Oh, whatever happened to him? Did he even make it to Earth? What's going on, right? And uh, you would think that the emperor's son, that everyone's going to keep close tabs on him, right? So, uh, <laughs> but that's how overbearing duty is, right? You're like, oh, I just need a break from this kid. So um, then you have Agent Doe, right? So you'll start seeing, you know, you know the 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 the, the government that's tracking the UFO. They're rounding up all the witnesses, and the witnesses mm. are all animals, right? right. So, so, they're, so they're scooping up all these animals from the forest that encountered duty, right? And uh, then you have what's happening in the house with Bobby and Herman. Then you get introduced to Patrick. Who's Patrick, right? And uh, so there's all these elements, and it's like, so the question becomes like, what? And then it ends on a cliffhanger, you know? Uh, and, this, and so and that's what's fantastic about this. So this is because you'll start, there's also a character uh, the janitor that you'll 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 find out about. So there's a lot of elements to this. It's a lot of fun. Um, I've right. had the best time of my life with it. Um, and you know, and I'm excited because I really want the, you know, comic book stores are more inclined to pick up your graphic novel versus your floppies, right? Yeah. Right? Because because they're looking at margin, right? So they can make more money from that than they can with floppies. So for me, it's like all right. Um, you know, once the this this campaign is over, I'm going to start hitting up all the comic shops in Texas first. I'm going to go door to door, like as a salesman, you know, with the, my, my books in the back trunk. And I'm like, hey, you want to carry this? Now, if they say, do you have the floppies as well? That's a bonus. I say, well, yeah, you can get the, you know, you can do one floppy a month and then the graphic novel in, in month number six. And, right. uh, you know, so it all depends on how they want to go. But um, from what from everywhere, everyone I've spoken to, they prefer the graphic novel. So I, right. I wanted to do this and then hopefully get it in stores by the time Christmas comes. As I said, I'm reading this. What I really love about the your your duty comic is that it reminds me a lot of reading those Disney kids comics of like DuckTales or reading one of those like or or be and especially I love the literal fun, like the enjoyment that you, I can see that you do when you're making this comic book, you know, reading with the Chihuahua scenes where it just, <laughs> it reminds me a lot of like some of those like Looney Tunes cartoons. Like it's just, yes. it's just, it's just so much fun reading that. And it's, and it really is, I would say that it's like, it reminds me a lot as well as like adults can enjoy this, but kids will really get a kick out of this comic book as well. Yes, that's what's fantastic about, you know, because <clears throat> unfortunately, you know, guys like to pretend they're too cool, right? Right? Yeah. But but when nobody's looking, they're, they're geeking out, right? So right. I'm telling you, it's okay to, to, to be a kid. It's okay to have fun. When, when I'm at conventions, it's the adults that are buying it and laughing at it. And right. then they're thinking about the kids afterwards, right? right. So when it's online... People are looking at for for their kids, not necessarily for themselves. But when they see it in person, they pick it up and they read those first couple of pages. They start laughing and they go, "You know what? I gotta have this." 
right? And so, and so, so the the age group is so wide that it's just family fun, you know. Because right. I grew up, I believe, with the best classic cartoons in the world, right? I grew up with stuff like you know, you said it, Looney Tunes, you know, Yo Samity Sam, Bugs Bunny, yeah. um, Alf. I mean, I watch right. Alf every day since I've been in Texas. There's a dedicated Alf channel in Texas. And it's the, it's the cartoons in the morning and it's the sitcom at night. And I watch out all the time and my wife thinks I'm crazy. But then I still laugh at the same punchlines, right? Right. But it's, you know, for me, um, it's it's that kind of just don't take yourself seriously. Be as goofy as possible and just have fun. And that's what this book is about. Is that a little bit of like an inspiration for uh for duty from alf as well being an alien on a planet and kind of trying to figure out your own way well everything et uh, yeah. uh you know, et i mean i cried at et i still cry at et right so uh, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen they still ball right so it's, it's just pathetic so you know for et to um alf you know um marvin the martian um you know i mean i was right. i'm a big I'm a big sci-fi buff. I love everything space-wise. So for me, it's just, you know, I was a big Fraggle Rock fan. Um, you know, I love Fraggle uh-huh. Rock. So goofy, quirky, and, you know, and the best, and, you know, the best are the ones that have just that one name, like like Google, Duty, right? So it was like, and uh, he's just fun. He's just fun to draw. He's just, he, he, he. He's an extension of me when I was a kid, you know, and uh, I thought I was smarter than everybody. And uh, uh, so it's like, and, but, you know, I walked into walls and I overstepped and I overcommitted and, uh, you know, and uh, I had a lot of bumps in the road. And so, right. and so for me, it's just when I write for duty, I'm tapping into my youth and all those emotions and all those feelings and all those experiences that I felt and had. And I just poured into him. If if a parent is thinking about buying this book for their children, would would you say like duty is a is a is a good influence for their yeah. six or seven or eight year old? Yes, because duty is he has all the anxieties that we all have, right? It, you right. know, so the anxieties of being the son of the most powerful person on the planet, uh, and mm. where he comes from, right? Um, trying to fill those shoes, live up to those expectations, worried about what other people think about him, right? So he finds refuge in just taking risks and going out there and trying, he's really trying to discover himself. And in mm. doing so, he's realizing, hey, wait, I'm not that smart. Hey, wait, I'm not that this, whatever. But he refuses to admit it, right? And he keeps on, he keeps on pushing forward. And he's right. experiencing all these new things he's never experiencing, and he's learning how to adjust and adapt to it. Who da- that that's that's growing up, that's that's just a kid growing up, and um, so and then what happens? All of those things that happen where you do, he becomes a samurai, he becomes a cowboy. That's in his imagination. Hmm. That's not actually happening. That's what what happens when he gets he falls unconscious, right? <laughs> so next mm-hmm. you know, so whoever it was that caused that to happen. Now in, he's in his, in, his, in his REM state. He's dreaming about him being the 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 smarter one, the 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 the, the, the victor in the mm. series, and um, and taking down his opponent. But in real life, he's always getting taken down. And what's great about the stories are every comic book, and even the graphic novel has trivia questions, um, um, brain teasers, puzzles, activities. This to encourage um, learning, education, questioning. Um, uh, retention, right? There's questions based on the story. 
it helps if you if you have a child that you know that you know what happens everyone everyone has limited attention spans and you really want them to focus on something you give them something mm. they might enjoy and they might start training their brain to start understanding what they've read because they're going to get a question on it so there's a lot of things but as far as age i don't put an age on it i tell the parent pick it up read it and you decide if you want to give it to your kid um based on the age uh, but I have, I can tell you right now, I have parents who have kids as young as six, seven that read duty. Um, um, and, uh, and they love it. And they, and they right. kept, I mean, I have a really, her name is Kathy. I met her at a comic con in Texas. She's a cosplayer. She's a grandma and she picked up duty and she's a fan and she, she buys it for herself and for her grandson and they read duty together and they have fun. <laughs> Um, she, you know, she was on the live stream, um, when I did the launch party and, um, you know, and it's amazing. And it's because she ran into it. She was there for a cosplay contest, saw my booth, said, what is that about? And fell in love with it. And, um, so, and again, she made the choice as an adult and then she introduced it to the child because, you know, the child's not the one with the money. So the adult has to make the decision. So I always say, make the decision and then, um, you'll be pleasantly surprised when you read it from past kickstarters that is there anything specific to this kickstarter as compared to your previous kickstarters yeah this, this kickstarter introduced a couple of new things um there's a keychain that, that i didn't have available in the last kickstarters it's a first of its kind um in this kickstarter there's also a new print which is um the uh, a print version of the cover for the graphic novel um so there's the keychain that, and there's some new jumbo stickers that I introduced in this Kickstarter. Um, nice. like almost five inch huge stickers. And, uh, so those are new, but you can always get all, never picked up the series and you want to catch up. You can get, you, you're going to get the graphic novel or you can add on the, um, the single issues. The floppies are all available as well. Um, okay. so there's, there's something for everybody. There's digital rewards that start at $7 and then it goes all the way up. There's a super bundle. Um, there's original art um, that the uh, five by seven art that uh, I will do based on um, the duty. And you just say, yeah, can you do duty as Marvin the Martian? And, and I draw it. Um, yeah. And so um, I guess Vash, the, the Vash the Destroyer, or Vash the Damager, um, <laughs> is an anime character that, that I drew duty in. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's what's new about this. And I made this one simple. Um, because right. it is, is the graphic novel, um, and uh, so I didn't want five thousand. Like I, if you you came to any of my previous campaigns, I would have like fifteen, seventeen reward tiers. So I made it no more. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I simplified it this time, um, and uh, and then I made all the stretch goals physical stretch goals. So um, there's an opportunity to get some really cool stuff. There's duty, as, you know, fighting the red uh, the Baron, and then duty as as uh, avatar. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, and then there's, there, there are people who, uh, love keychains. So, you know, um, uh, I was asked, can you do it, uh, do the keychains? So all the knickknacks are centered around that iconic image with duty in the toilet, which was the first, right. which was the first cover I ever did for duty. So, um, <laughs> there's an enamel pin, there's a keychain, there's a sticker, there's a bunch of cool stuff. So, yeah, so then, like, th then the question is, is like, this is something that's always been, I was been thinking about. Is there ever, even at the beginning, I don't recall him ever being in a toilet. 
So is there actually going to be like like a climactic scene where he's going to be actually be in somebody's toilet? Or how well, does... in this graphic novel, you're going to get a taste. Right? Okay. But this graphic, that's where Bobby comes in, and this is where Patrick comes in. And so um, you're going to get a taste of of what's going on. So I can't I can't give it away. But right. yes, the toilet is the 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 main actor. It's like the right? goal. Like yeah, yes. it's like like yeah. the the, the yeah. direction, the story yes. setting. Yeah. So you'll get a teaser in in this graphic novel in issue five, and then um, but the the climactic episode is in the last two issues. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> you you literally have two main characters here. You got the alien and the toilet. So yes. like we've been following the alien the whole time. We're like, yes. yeah, when's this? And, yeah. and and what I want to say also to parents because what are the things that I see? What happens is people see the the the, the title and they automatically assume it's scatological and it's grotesque and all has nothing to do with anything. It's about duty and it's about right. this kid. He's a kid just like any other kid. Um, trying to find his way through life, and it's his story. That the toilet is the punchline, and right. you'll you'll find out as we move forward. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the things that were in your previous Kickstarters that you just cut out because you said, you know what, this never worked. I'm not going to do it. And and you would get would you give like advice to other people at Kickstarters? What are some of the advice that you would give? people that want to do a Kickstarter that you would say, whatever you do, don't do this. Or what would be some of those advice? If you're new, um, don't do 5,000 covers, right? You know, so if you can do a variant cover, stick to one, don't do more than that. Um, okay. You see people, they have 20 variant covers. I'm like, you're killing me, right? But uh, and so don't do that. Um, don't go out and, and go and blow all your money on doing toys and all this other stuff. Don't do it. Hmm. Um, and um, hold off on painting an original art until you've built the demand for you. And then, because what happens is my art seldomly sells on a Kickstarter, but they fly off my table at a convention. Okay. Which I don't understand. So there's like a whole different. So when I'm at a convention, it's they look through, because I have uh, my original art portfolio with me at the convention. And then, if they don't see something in there that they want to buy, they commission me on the spot. So, huh. and so awesome. for me, that's why I make the most of my, my money is usually through the original art at the conventions. Um, and uh, so, but it doesn't translate for some reason on Kickstarter. And it's because I haven't cultivated a strong enough audience. And that's what I'm mm. doing with, that's what I'm doing with the Art of Samuel channel on YouTube. Um, that's mm. been growing nicely. I'm over 500 now subscribers when I started off with 39 in December. Um, wow. So yeah. that's growing nicely and it's an active community, which is fantastic. Um, you know, um, on a bunch of art uh, platforms where I just communicate with other artists. So I'm trying to build my name out there um, that way. And then hopefully that group of people come over and support my products as well. Not just because I have fans that just love my art channel. Right. You know, because all the vlogs and all the stories and all this other stuff. Um, um, but they not necessarily want to go and spend money. So I'm trying to, you know, have a happy marriage where I have the best of both worlds. In, in six months, say, for instance, what advice would you have somebody who's saying, you know, Sam, I'm thinking about starting a Kickstarter in about six months or so. What should I start doing now to be prepared in six months? First, make sure your book is finished. 
That's number one. <laughs> Rule number one. Don't even think about doing a Kickstarter unless it's finished, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I backed the Kickstarter two years ago, and I just got my book. Wow. Okay. Two years ago, right? And so I'll never do that again, right? But so as, uh, make sure it's completed. And then what I would say you do is create a landing page and just start promoting your landing page, um, you know, build, build awareness around it, you know, join discussions, try to get on some podcasts, get your name out there, make sure you have, um, make sure you have a social media um, presence that's similar wherever you go. So like, for instance, mm -hmm. I have the Art of Samuel YouTube channel, and I have Art of Samuel on Instagram, right? So that, those two coincide, cast a craze, it's on every platform, right? So you know, you just type in Cast of Craze on Google and you're going to get TikTok and Twitter and Reddit and Tumblr and MeWe and all these other things, right? So Cast of Craze is on like 20 different platforms. <laughs> so, but what artists make a mistake is they'll say, you know, uh, Art of JT on Twitter, but then on Instagram it says Darian's Comics. And then on Facebook it's like, watch me draw. And I'm like, Who, how are people going to find you? You know, right. so, you know, create create an identity, a brand, brand yourself, um, and create some consistency across the, uh, 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 all those platforms. So make it as easy as possible for people to find you. I think that's the right. big. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, and so to in order to make this conversation evergreen for those that might be listening to this interview six months or a, a year from now, where can they actually buy the graphic novel? of your your volume one yeah so podcast. once, kickstarter, once yeah. kickstarter is over it'll be available on dutiesworld.com once i solidify the distribution um then i'll i'll release a press release on where because the goal is um partnering with a uh, print on demand distributor that's going to print it print distribute it globally um and so uh, once i have that solidified and I have the orders in and I get that first invoice that I'll be able to share what, who are the vendors and where you can get them. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And they could also, as you say, like in the show notes, we'll have a link to, um, you know, your, your websites as well as that. I create stories.com I believe is your. It's, yeah, it's dutiesworld.com. So okay. I, you type in, I create stories. It's going to go straight to duties world. So everything links to one site. I changed the I Create Stories and I just wanted to really focus. I Create Stories was all of my stuff, my kids' books, all this stuff. But right now I'm just focusing on duty. So it's Duties World. Dutiesworld.com. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Good good luck, man. And have have fun at the Comic Con. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope to have fun. <laughs> it was a round ride just getting here. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, you'll sleep well. You'll sleep well tonight, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got. I have wings and fries. I'm going to sleep well. Is this is duty a, a the question is then what is saying is 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 duty a a a, a good um what's the word I'm looking for I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this part out so this is good so I always age appropriate timestamp this <laughs> yeah yeah um what's the word I'm looking for a good uh, 
um, not a mentor. Is it, is it? it age appropriate? Not age appropriate. It's age appropriate, but a, a, a good. So if if a parent is thinking about buying this book for their children, would would you say like duty is a is a is a good influence for their yeah. six or seven or eight year old? Yes, because a duty is he has all the anxiety.